It's a long throw. It's Harrison. Nobody around. Marvin Harrison Jr. waltzes in. Welcome to the Pipeline Award-Winning Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. And remember, tons of TikTok content coming out at Pipeline there. And of course, you can always find me coming through your speakers right now. Fantasy Friday, we do it every single week where we break down DraftKings $250,000 Saturday kickoff contest with $50,000 going to first place. And of course, when I say we, I'm talking about Ryan from NCAF Nation 24-7. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He's the best in the business. We break it down every week. And Ryan always writes an article. I will leave the link to that in the description of the pod. So please follow along and hopefully we can get you cashing in. What's easier than that? Listen, win, take on some cold, hard cash. Ryan, let's think about last week. There was kind of some up and down plays. We we called out some great plays. And then there were a couple running backs that we really, who could have seen? Heck, Ray Davis for Kentucky had 200 yards all year, and he had 200 yards in the first half. So that was kind of a tough one to, <laughs> tough one to predict. But, but hopefully this week, some major matchups, another great week of college football, and hopefully we can uh, cash in on that money. Yeah, Ray Davis had a monster game, and when somebody goes off like that and you don't have them in your lineup, it's it pretty much kills you. I mean, he he was phenomenal against Florida, and uh, not having him in your lineup would have would have been a deal breaker right there. I mean, you had to have him if you wanted the lineup that was going to win it all, and I didn't have him in my lineup, so that hurt. But you know, another week we uh, hopefully make the right calls this week, and everything goes our way. So if this is your first time joining us, or if you're an old crafty veteran, let me break it down how it works. We're talking about DFS Daily Fantasy Sports, and DraftKings has a contest. Like I said, they give away $50,000 at first, but they give away a lot of other money as well. And superstar players cost a lot of money. Diamonds in the rough, maybe under the radar guys, cost less money. You have a salary cap. You mix and match. Maximize your points, and hopefully you'll be taking home that grand prize. Let's start at the top. Ryan, with the quarterbacks, as we always do, some absolute superstar names here. We got Drake May at 9,500, Jaden Daniels at 9,000, Dylan Gabriel, 8,900, Jordan Travis, 8,700, Cam Ward at 8,600, and Quinn Ewers at 8,500. Two of these guys, obviously, Gabriel and Ewers, facing off in the Red River shootout. What do we think about these guys? It's loaded at the top this week for quarterbacks. Obviously, I love the Red River shootout. I think it's going to be a great game, more competitive this year, obviously. Um, Dylan Gabriel at 8,900. He's averaging 33.2 fantasy points per game. Quinn Ewers at 8,500. He's averaging 27.6. Both of them great plays. You could probably play both of them and stack them with their receivers in the same lineup, and it would be pretty good for you if it's a high-scoring game. Uh, obviously, I like Ewers for $400 cheaper. I think he's got quite a bit of weapons that I like stacking him with. And, uh, you, you know, anytime you get that discount, it's going to help you load up at other positions. My favorite play on the slate at quarterback, I believe, is Jaden Daniels at 9000 He can get it done with his legs, throwing the ball. He's averaging almost 38 fantasy points per game. And I think he's got a matchup that, you know, LSU and Missouri could get in a shootout this week, just like Ole Miss and 
LSU did last week. So great play there. And Jordan Travis at 8,700. Anytime Virginia Tech faces dual-threat quarterbacks, they get exposed. Last week they faced Phil Dracovic, who is like a statue back there, and they <laughs> they just teed off on him. I mean, they they did really well against him, but when they go against dual-threat quarterbacks this year, they have a little bit of trouble. So at 8,700, he's got a lot of weapons. You can't go wrong with him either. Travis with that athleticism could give the Hokies – could make a long day for the Hokies. and. Only thing I got to say about Jaden Daniels, good when he scrambles, needs to learn how to slide. He's gotten lit up quite a few times. He got year. lit up last week. I got a gif of it, and he got he got tore up, man. <laughs> got to learn how to slide, Jaden. Your life's on the line here. For best value plays, a couple big names. We obviously got Tangavaloa, Baby Tua, if you will, Kyle McCord, Cade Klubnick, Garrett Schrader, Brady Cook. We've talked about Klubnick, and he had a, you suggested him last week at a relatively cheap price, had a good game. Tangavaloa's had some monster games this year, but out of this group, who's your favorite? Probably going with Kyle McCord, and and the reason I'll go with him at 8,100 is that's a pretty good price. He's got dominant wide receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Ibuka. And to be honest with you, I was looking at Maryland's schedule. They've played – a lot of bad teams this year. Like the teams that they faced are pretty horrible. Charlotte, mm-hmm. UVA. They they haven't really been tested yet, and it's it's a game. It's a home game for Ohio State in the horseshoe. So I think Kyle McCord at eighty one hundred has a chance to get you thirty five forty points because I think the Buckeyes want to make a statement in this game. On the other side of that, Talia at eighty four hundred. If you think. Ohio State's going to be winning the game. He's he's going to have to throw the ball and sling it quite a bit, and and he's capable of big games. We've seen it. He's averaging twenty eight point one fantasy points per game, so he's a pretty good option as well. But McCord's definitely my favorite. If I'm looking to save a little bit of money, you save a hundred dollars if you go down to Clubnick, and I don't think Wake Forest is as good this year as they've been in the past. And the game is at Clemson. Klubnik, he doesn't get much ownership each week, and I think at 8K, people are going to look up to McCord or just pay up for Ewers or Gabriel and overlook him, so pretty good play. Uh, Brady Cook, 7,400 in Missouri quarterback. He's having a phenomenal year. I think last week he had, like, the most um, pass attempts without an interception. He broke the SEC record, so – He's been uh, securing the ball, which you love. He's got a dominant wide receiver, Luther Burton. And I think the game against LSU could be kind of high scoring. I don't think LSU is DBU this year. So pretty good play at 7,400. Yeah, we got some interesting possible stacks. And when we say stack, we're talking about pairing the quarterback and wide receiver or wide receivers on the same team. We obviously have Kyle McCord. And we'll get to the wide receivers there. But as you mentioned, Harrison Jr. and Abuka. And Brady Cook as well. That's that could be a, a possible good stack for our long shot plays. Graham Mertz, Dante Moore, and Kyron Drones. Drones had a pretty good game last week, and you know, can he pick up some extra yards with his legs? Perhaps Mertz sitting there really under the radar at this point, and Florida kind of got to start picking up the pieces because their schedule is only going to get harder and harder and harder. Yeah, if Mertz is going to have a big game, it's going to be at home which they're in the swamp this weekend, and they're facing Vanderbilt, the, 
the worst team in the SEC. So, Mertz at 6,400, who wants to play him? Nobody really because he's he's just kind of – when you think of him, you think of Wisconsin, Mertz. He's just mm-hmm. the average. He, he disappoints every week in fantasy. But this could be the week where he reaches his ceiling. Like you said, drones last week. I actually played him last week on the night slate for uh, college football, and he had he, – he ended up getting me quite a bit of money because he had like 30-something points and nobody really played him. He's – Dirt cheap at fifty four hundred, and and Virginia Tech's a twenty four point underdog. They're going to be trying to run him to get yards. He's going to be passing. It's not a bad play if you're looking to save money. The one I really love is Dante Moore. My formula says that UCLA is going to win this week. It's at UCLA. He's a big time five star freshman. He can run the ball. At 6K, I'm definitely going to have quite a bit of shares of Dante Moore. Yeah, absolutely. Some interesting matchups, even at the lower price range for our long shot plays. Turning the page for running backs, two of the biggest names in the country. And I don't want to say they're under the radar, but maybe compared to a year or two ago where their names were mentioned all the time as two of the best running backs in the country. And that's Braylon Allen and Travion Henderson. What do you think about these two dynamic duos? With Braylon Allen, he's fantasy wise, he's more intriguing now. And it's it's because Chaz Malusi's not there. Unfortunately, he got injured, but it makes Braylon Allen's stock in DFS go up because he's getting more opportunities. He's the number one Bell Cow running back. He's averaging twenty five point six fantasy points per game. He is going up against Rutgers, and I'll give it to Rutgers. They're playing better than they have in the past. They're not a a, a cupcake this year, but but Wisconsin's offense and Braylon Allen's good enough to score on them. Travion Henderson at 7,400, it looks to me like he's got that burst he had two years ago. So 7,400 is pretty cheap for a guy that could have a big game. The only worry, like I've been saying with him, is he's sharing the the load with other running backs. It's three or four running backs the Buckeyes want to use. But, but you know, he's capable of uh, breaking off a big run like he did against Notre Dame. Yeah, do the Buckeyes get a big lead and maybe, I don't want to say rest them, but maybe just take a little bit of load off of them because obviously they're going to have the teeth of that Big Ten schedule coming later down the road. For our best value plays, big group here. Some guys we've mentioned in the past couple weeks that have paid off, like Will Shipley, only 6400 R.J. Harvey, Trevor Etienne as well for Florida. Out of this big group of running backs, and remember – Check out Ryan's article in the description. Follow along with this pod. What do you think? I'm looking at Montreal Johnson, the Florida running back at 5,800. And the only reason he's the most intriguing to me is because I've seen where Trevor Etienne's uh, questionable. He might be a game-time decision. So if Johnson's getting the workload and the majority of carries against Vanderbilt at 5,800, I think he's in for a pretty big week. I can see him getting quite a bit of fancy points, a few touchdowns. So he really stands out to me. Uh, Carson Steele for UCLA, 5,600. I mean, that's an excellent value for him. He's one of the top running backs in football. And then Omarion Hampton for UNC has been phenomenal this year. And he go, he go they're playing Syracuse. So LaQuinn Allen on the other side is also averaging 23 fantasy points per game. Both of them guys – that game could get high scoring. It, you can't really go wrong. I think, uh, like you mentioned, Will Shipley, anytime Will Shipley's lower than 6,500, I got to have him in lineups. Last week he paid off. 
this week he's 6,400, and I think Wake Forest is pretty bad on defense. So this could be one of those huge weeks for, for Will Shipley. I'm going to have quite a few shares of him. For our long shot plays, kind of slim pickings here, as you mentioned. And you mentioned Rutgers. Definitely exceeding expectations. Seems like Greg Shiano's really riding that ship for the State University of New Jersey, Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Kyle Manangadai, 5,100, pretty good value. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going up against Wisconsin, so obviously they're going to want to try and ball control, keep the Badgers' touches limited, keep Braylon Allen and company off the field. Kind of an intriguing price for a guy who's been solid all year. Yeah, if you had him in that game against the Hokies, you probably won your DFS late. He went off that game for quite a few touchdowns, a ton of yards. Rutgers wants to control the ball, keep Wisconsin and that Phil Longo offense off the field. So it's slim pickings at long shots this week. It's not much down there. I mean, at 5,100, if you fill out a great lineup of quarterbacks, receivers, and you're looking for a starting running back who has value, Cal Monongai for Rutgers is a is a good choice. Last week, watching the Kansas-Texas game, I seen Daniel Hashaw Jr., the backup running back for Kansas, get quite a few carries. So at, at 4,700, I don't think anybody's playing it. He's going to be probably 1% owned or less. So if you want to take a punt option on him, he is averaging 10 fantasy points per game. If he's the kind of guy of – Devin Neal is playing bad, and he goes in there and gets you 20 points. Uh, Hashaw Jr. at 4,700, pretty good play. Jayhawks pretty banged up on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe Hashaw Jr. can come in and steal a a vulture a couple touchdowns for you. Looking at our wide receivers, tight ends, our pass catchers, if you will, top plays, as you mentioned, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka. Just that kind of goes without saying, and if you – Want to stack one, maybe both of them with Kyle McCord? That could be a, an option. Ricky Pearsall making highlight catches seemingly every week. That would be a, a very low on stack, Graham Mertz and Pearsall. And you mentioned Luther Burden third, probably one of the best-kept secrets in the country as far as wide receivers go for Mizzou. And then we've talked about him a couple times, Keon Coleman for Florida State. Had a couple big games this year. and has disappeared a little bit sometimes, but still an absolute freak at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I mean, if I'm playing Kyle McCord, I'm stacking him with with one of Harrison Jr. and Ibuka. It'd be it'd be really expensive to double stack those guys. You'd have to use a lot of your long shot plays at other positions. But if I'm playing Kyle McCord, I'm definitely stacking him with one of those two guys. Uh, Pearsall, the Florida wide receiver. If you're playing Graham Mertz, thinking Graham Mertz is going off, well, Pearsall is probably going to go off too. He's the number one guy there. You would have to play him if you're playing Mertz. But Luther Burden at third, he's seventh in my Heisman rankings. And like we mentioned, if you're going to play Brady Cook and you think this LSU-Missouri game is going to be a shootout, then Luther Burden is going to be an excellent play. And you would just stack him with Brady Cook. It'd be pretty simple. And I like their pass catchers a lot better than their running backs. I don't think they'll be able to run on LSU. So I think throwing the ball is the best route for uh, Missouri to go. Yeah, that overrunner is 64. Could easily hit over. And like you said, if they can get in a shootout, that's kind of what you want, especially at the wide receiver position. Best value plays. A couple guys we've talked about before. Malik Neighbors, you mentioned him a few weeks ago, and he absolutely went slam off. Out of this group of guys here, 
who do you like best in, in this kind of 5,500 to 6,500 price range? You know, I do like Malik Neighbors, and we have played him in the past few weeks, but watching LSU the last two weeks, Brian Thomas Jr. is really standing out to me more than Neighbors, and maybe it's just the matchups. It could be that, but Thomas sure. Jr. is 6,100. He's averaging more fantasy points per game than Neighbors. Now, he's only averaging 0. 0.4 points more a game than Neighbors, but it's still – He's averaging more points, and you get him $400 cheaper. And if I'm playing Jaden Daniels, I'm stacking him with Thomas Jr. in my lineup for sure. Uh, a guy that we play a lot, Xavier Worthy, if you're playing Quinn Ewers, you need to stack him. Or you could look down and save $900 and take A.D. Mitchell. Last week, A.D. Mitchell really stepped up. And this week against Oklahoma, they're going to need him, especially if Jatavion Sanders doesn't play. That's – if Jatavion Sanders doesn't play, they're going to need much more out of 80 Mitchell. And at 5,400, you're getting a, a really good steal. Nate McCollum, we haven't mentioned him much on here, but he's the number one guy for North Carolina. Would he catch 15 passes against Minnesota a few weeks ago? Maybe yeah, it was 17. Some, it, was, it was a lot. <laughs> he's getting a lot of volume, and he's a guy that I drafted in a lot of my fantasy leagues. I don't know if I want to play Drake May at 9,500. It's way too expensive for me, but. I want to get some shares of that North Carolina offense. I'm looking at Nate McCollum at 6,400. Great play. Needed someone on that Tar Heel lineup to step up, but Nate McCollum's been that guy. Definitely a sneaky play. Going to be probably pretty low owned as well. Our long shot plays, a good list here. Jaheim Bell, among others. <clears throat> Skyler Bell as well. Daquan Wright, Brian Nesbitt, Eugene Wilson. What do you think here? I think Eugene Wilson's my favorite play because I think Florida's going to beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt at home. So I want to stack Mertz with Wilson. And you can actually stack Mertz with Wilson and Pearsall because it's going to be pretty low price stack. Jaheim Bell at 4,300. Great matchup. He's an excellent value play. I was switching. I mean, they got to switch quarterbacks because Kate McNamara is out for the year. So Eric All at 4,200. He's got to step up big now. And it might just be in his favor that, you know, he's a security blanket for the backup, who I think is Deacon Hill or something like that. So 4,200, you get great value. Skylar Bale for Wisconsin, he's he's getting a lot of opportunities. He's only averaging 7.8 fantasy points per game. He's a play that any week could catch a touchdown or two. So I look that way. And if you want to get a cheap punt option, it's two tight ends. North Carolina tight end, Bryson Nesbitt. He's like six foot six, a freak athlete. I thought he would actually be getting more usage than he is right now. And then Daquan Wright at 3,500. Daquan Wright has a quiet week one week, and then the next week he has eight targets. I mean, you just never know. But I think Virginia Tech's going to be throwing the ball a lot, trying to play catch up, so he could be targeted quite a bit. Yeah, talking about, we've obviously mentioned Mertz and a couple of the other Florida players. I feel like this is just Jason talking. Sometimes when you have a team like a Florida that maybe is going to have a, a down year and they are late in the season or mid mid to late in the season, they're facing off a team that they should definitely beat and they're favored by 18 and a half versus Vandy. I feel like they just really ram on the gas and score as many points just to kind of make it yeah. look better for their fans. You know, I, that's I know. what I'm hoping for because I'm playing a lot of Florida players in DFS this week. So I really hope that happens. And yeah, like I said, that's just kind of a hunch that I have. It's not necessarily anything based in, 
data. It could be supported by data, but it's just more kind of psychologically what I see. Taking a look at your mock lineup here, we got QB Jaden Daniels at 9,000, RB running back LaQuint Allen at 5,800, running back Will Shipley at 6,400, wide receiver Jaheim Bell at 4,300, wide receiver Brian Thomas Jr. at 6,100, wide receiver A.D. Mitchell at 5,400, your flex Luther Burden the third, 6,900, and your super flex Dante Moore, 6,000. What do we think about this lineup, Ryan? Yeah, I paid up at quarterback and got Jaden Daniels just because I think he's going to keep having excellent weeks in DFS. I stacked him with Brian Thomas Jr. like I said I would. I had to get a piece of that Red River shootout with A.D. Mitchell at 5,400. I think he's it's a little more uh, price-adjusted value on, for Mid to play Mitchell this week over Worthy. Jaheim Bell at 4,300, he's, he's going to get opportunities. He's got an excellent matchup. LaQuinn Allen at 5,800, I don't think he's going to be high owned. So he's a good contrarian play. I think a lot of people will play like uh, Omarion Hampton over him, at, who's uh, $100 cheaper. And then Will Shipley, I think, could be in store for a massive week. And then I got Luther Burden in my flex. So 6,900, I got a run back in that game against uh, having the LSU players. I got a run back on the Missouri side. And I will say I'm playing Dante Moore. In my super flex, I, I call it naked. I don't have – I'm not stacking him with any wide receivers, and it's okay to do that with Dante Moore because he can provide value running the ball. He could get you a rushing touchdown or two, and you don't have to always stack if if they if they add value with their legs. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping he has a big game, but I'm hoping he rushes for two or three touchdowns where it doesn't hurt me not having his uh, one of his wide receivers. Yeah, I always want to try and focus on that quarterback position at the Superflex. That's probably going to give you your most bang for your buck, especially, as Ryan mentioned, if you can slip a dual threat in there because those yardage on the ground count for a lot of points, and so do those touchdowns as well. If you haven't subscribed, please do. We do this every week. Like I said, Fantasy Friday. Leave us a five-star review. My DMs are open. Ryan's DMs are open. If you ever have any DFS questions, Feel free to drop them by and we'll do the best we can. In fact, if we get enough of them, may, maybe we can answer them during the pod. And, and you know, like I said, we'll uh, we do everything we can to interact with the fans. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. And as I said, on TikTok at Pipeline. And of course, I'm sure you're already following Ryan. But if not, just in case, NCAF Nation 24-7 on Twitter. And that'll do it for this week. We'll see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award-winning podcast.